And that's when I found my mentor. And I only worked with her for maybe an hour a month for six months. And then my abilities just skyrocketed. Um, I became a medium, which is someone who can talk to deceased loved ones. And I was able to do readings. I was able to contact spirit on demand. I was able to control when they talked to me so that they didn't talk to me anytime they wanted. Um, and I did that for several years. But then I look back at my journey and I was like, it's great that I can give those messages of healing and comfort. But if I can create more people that can do that, like that's what I feel like my mission is. So that's why I've created this program to get other people to get in tune with their abilities and know that they're not alone and they have someone that will be by their side every step of the way. Hello again, friends and fellow truth seekers. Mike Nicholas here with another episode of the Soul Unleashed podcast, where my goal is to help you with the questions you might have regarding the awakening of your soul and particularly to help other left brain types, like I think I am, ask the right questions in our search for deeper meaning to our lives. Ultimately, I want to help you unleash your soul from limiting beliefs and what I call smothering paradigms. Let's get started with today's adventure. Today, I'm interviewing a wonderful lady named Brandy Van. It was so much fun to interview Brandy. She's very happy, very cheerful. You can see her if you choose to look at my YouTube channel podcast. It's just at Mike Nicholas Dash Unleashed is how you can find me on YouTube. But you can see Brandy there and we talk a lot about her her mission in life, which is basically to help other people develop their skills and develop their abilities. So she calls herself a mentor to people that have these kind of gifts. And I, I didn't quite understand what that was. I mean, there's a lot of things out there in terms of coaches, but the way she explains it, I think, is a unique thing that she offers. And uh, you'll be able to get all her links and everything in the show notes. So please enjoy. Here we go. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to the Soul Unleashed podcast. We're doing this in both audio and video, and I'm really excited today to have as my guest Brandy Van. And Brandy is a psychic medium mentor. I'm going to ask her to explain what that is in just a minute. Brandy, can you just also, you're from Philadelphia, right? The Philadelphia yeah. area? Okay, yeah. cool. A lot of my family's from that area. I grew up in South Jersey, so uh, I've been lost in Philadelphia many times. <laughs> um, let me just ask you, though, please, to explain what a psychic medium mentor is, what you do, and then we'll get into how you got started on it. Sure. Okay. Well, th first, thanks so much for having me today. I really appreciate it. So what a psychic medium mentor is, is someone who helps somebody else develop their psychic abilities. Because I swear, there is a coach or a mentor for everything on this earth, but like there are like no, no one to help you develop your psychic abilities. It was so hard for me to find a mentor. It took me years. And even now I maybe have like two competitors in the whole United States of America. So it's really crazy that, you know, we all go, we all have these psychic gifts. And if you want to develop them, there's just like self-study courses and then you don't have anybody to ask questions to, and you're kind of doing this alone. So I have now made it my mission to help other people. And I've created a 90-day program to the A, and a to Z, exactly what they need to do to develop them. Awesome. So tell me, where where did this all get started? Like, first of all, what's your religious background? Just so I can get a sense of that. Yeah, so I'm Catholic. Okay. Um, do, you, are, do you still consider yourself Catholic? 
I never really did consider myself Catholic. Like I never went to church. Um, I was confirmed and baptized and all that, but like, yeah, it wasn't really a big thing in my family. It wasn't like I was ever a practicing Catholic. Okay. I, I mean, I'm, I'm Catholic. I still consider myself Catholic, even though I'm doing this. Uh, but I went through the whole same thing. I went to Catholic schools and all the whole nine yards. Okay. So, so how did this all start for you? Sure. So I was like maybe 10 or 12 years old and I realized I had psychic gifts. So I was hearing spirit. It was my voice, but not my thought. So imagine you're 10 years old and you're hearing things that are not like your thoughts. So really, I thought I was going crazy and I was afraid to tell people because I thought they would think I was going crazy or making things up. And so I just tended to ignore the spirits. I was afraid of them. I didn't know what they wanted. Um, so I ignored them. And about fast forward about 10 years, I was in my 20s and my grandma was passing away. So my whole family was with her in hospice. And we were all around her holding hands and crying as she took her last breath. But as she did, I literally felt her spirit rise above the bed. And so I looked above the bed and I saw like the most magnificent colors. Like I don't even think they exist on this plane. Uh, they were so bright and they were forming a star and they were beating in and out like a heartbeat. And in that moment, you know, I knew, I don't know how I knew, but I knew that she was at peace. I knew that she was transitioning to an amazing place. I knew that she wanted me to see that. And I also knew that all of her guardian angels and her spirit guides were there to welcome her to the spirit world. So I actually left the hospice room because it was so intense and I'm not religious at this point. I'm not spiritual. And I just had this profound experience. And my cousins came out and they thought I was too sad to be, you know, experiencing that. And it actually took me years to tell them what had happened because the same thing, like you're thinking, are they going to think I'm crazy? Is this the right time to tell them? Like, I don't even know what I just experienced. Um, so with that, it was so amazing and beautiful that I was like, I clearly have an amazing gift and that I really wanted to start with it. So I started reading a ton of books. I was like, you know, listening to podcasts, uh, watching YouTube videos, but nothing was like developing my ability. It was like I had a lot of knowledge, but nothing was actually developing it. And that's when I found my mentor and I only worked with her for maybe an hour a month for six months. And then my abilities just skyrocketed. Um, I became a medium, which is someone who can talk to deceased loved ones. And I was able to do readings. I was able to contact spirit on demand. I was able to control when they talked to me so that they didn't talk to me anytime they wanted. Um, and I did that for several years. But then I look back at my journey and I was like, it's great that I can give those messages of healing and comfort. But if I can create more people that can do that, like that's what I feel like my mission is. So that's why I've created this program to get other people to get in tune with their abilities and know that they're not alone and they have someone that will be by their side every step of the way. Well, your, your excitement is contagious, <laughs> but there's a lot to unpack there. So let me just go back a second to start at 10, age 10, right? You said they, so how many voices did you hear? You said it was oh my your gosh. voice. Uh, so it's hard to say because, because it's my voice and I wasn't seeing them, like, I don't know how many in a day would be speaking to me if it was the same one every day. I wasn't sure, but I knew that it was a spirit and I don't, e I can't even explain how I knew it. Um, 
it's just like I knew without without knowing how I knew. And you you physically heard this or just yes. in your head? Just in my head. So um, like even now when I do a mediumship reading, it's all in my mind. I don't hear it like externally. It's all going on in my mind. Does it come from any particular direction? And I ask that because some people I've talked with experience the, that feeling or sensation from a specific side of your head. Did you have any of that kind of experience? That's an interesting question that no one has ever asked me. But I think, yeah, I think it comes like it's like in the back top of the head is where I hear it. Do you associate that with chakras at all? Not with the chakras, but with the clairs. So okay. I, I know that I'm clairaudient, which means that I hear the messages. And now that I have developed my ability, I'm also clairvoyant, which means I have a clear seeing. So I can see visions or images or even like a home video or a photo album. And that's all in my mind's eye. I'm not seeing it like externally. Okay. So so back to your young girl. You're you're about to become a teenager and these things are happening to you. Um was there stress involved with this where you tried to suppress it? And, Absolutely. And not, did that cause, what kind of problems did that cause for you? It caused, I would feel like a lot of depression um, because it was like, I almost had this guilt of knowing that these spirits had a message for someone, but I didn't know what to do with it. So it was like, I don't know who the message is for. I don't know how to give this message. So I actually had a lot of guilt because it was like, they know that I can communicate, but I don't know how to communicate with them. And so I'm just receiving all of this, but I don't know where it goes. So like, what do I do with that? So I did have a lot of guilt. Were you, were you frightened? Several times. Yes, I was frightened. It was more when I was younger, when it like first started happening. Um, and then as I got older, it was more, there was nothing to be afraid about. Like they never tried to harm me in any way or anything like that. So I realized that any fear I was having I created on my own. It wasn't coming from them. And then I was able to realize, like, I'm creating this. They're not actually scary. So were, so were some of the things that you were hearing or receiving, you interpreted those as messages for other people, even though you didn't know how to communicate those to other people? Exactly. What type of things, like, what, what type of messages would you get? Yeah, I would get messages like, tell my grandma I love her or tell my granddaughter I love her, like things like that. Or like, um, tell my granddaughter not to get in the car today. She's going to get into a car accident, like very specific oh, things. Geez. But it's like, okay, I don't know who that's for or what I'm supposed to do with that. And then you have the guilt that comes along with that. Sure. No wonder there was pressure associated with that. Okay. So when did you tell your parents about it? Oh my gosh. I didn't tell my parents for probably like till I was in my thirties. Um, so it was very interesting when I told them because my dad is very like skeptic and doesn't believe in any of this. And then my mom is kind of open-minded, even though she was Catholic, went to the Catholic schools, all of that. Um, so when I told them I'm a medium, I believe I've been one for years. My dad, of course, just kind of laughed it off, doesn't believe in that stuff. But my mom, um, she said, oh, well, your great grandma has that ability. And I also have it. Oh, and wow. your aunt has it. Your uncle has it. Your cousins have it. <laughs> Everybody has it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> okay. So I thought I had been doing this all alone since I was like 10. And here, nobody it's just that nobody ever talked about it. So now they are not surprised at all that I'm a medium. They're not surprised that I'm a mentor. <laughs> wow. Yeah, apparently it ran in the family and just nobody ever said anything. So. 
I don't want to get too personal here with you, but how how did this impact your ability, like when you were dating or whatever, or meeting meeting guys? And uh, if you if you had this type of ability, did you share that? No, <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, it seems like like even with my own husband, he's very skeptic as well. Um, so it's I call it like the spiritual closet, and I just stayed in that closet for as long as I could um, until I just didn't want to anymore. I guess that I don't know what happened specifically, but um, it was just like, I don't want to hide this anymore. And now I want to be like the spokesperson for other people to come out of their spiritual closet. But yeah, so, I don't think with the, with men, like, yeah, I just never really told them about it. It was just kind of, even friends, like really anybody. I just never really told anyone. So about what age did you um, find your mentor and how did that work? So I was in my 30s when I found my mentor and she doesn't even advertise as a mentor. It was like a friend of a friend said, hey, I talked to this person who thinks they can mentor you. And so I went to her. It was all over Zoom. And she was actually in her 60s and had only just developed her ability like five years before that. But it was like monthly uh, meetings and they were basically she was able to tap into my energy to tell me how to communicate. So she told me like, you need to ground yourself. You need to protect your energy. And she taught me all these exercises to do. And then it was also a, a very um, long self-awareness journey of, am I sabotaging myself? Do I need to forgive myself for anything? Do I need self-acceptance? Because all of that's the beginning of the journey so that you could become the most true, authentic person that you can be. Because the more true you are to yourself, the better you start to trust your intuition, the better you can trust spirit and the messages that they're giving. So she was really able to just be like, you know, this is exactly what you need to do, which is not in any book that anyone's going to find anywhere. <laughs> That's awesome. Obviously it worked for you. So wh when did you decide to do this professionally? Um, So it was probably like five or six years ago. Um, I decided, and I actually just started the mentorship program um, at the beginning of this year. So that's something pretty new. But I had been okay. doing the mediumship readings for years before that, but I never marketed it. It was just like word of mouth. And then somebody else would say, hey, I had a great experience, go to her. And it just grew that way, like kind of organically word of mouth. Were, were people primarily interested in, well, first of all, just explain for us how do you differentiate between your psychic abilities and your mediumship abilities? Sure. So every medium is psychic, but not all psychics are medium. So a medium is someone who can connect with a dead person, with someone who has passed away. A psychic who's not a medium may not be able to connect with deceased loved ones. So they can be connecting with a spirit guide or their higher self but they don't have the ability to connect with a deceased loved one. Um, everything I've read, and in my own belief, I believe that's something that you're born with. We all have psychic abilities, but we don't all have mediumship abilities. But that doesn't mean you can't have a mediumistic experience. For example, if someone visits you in a dream that is a loved one, that is a mediumship experience, but it doesn't mean that you can call on that person on demand. Like right now, I need to talk to you. Are you sense. able to do that? Yes. Yep. That's what I do with the mediumship readings. So I ask them to invite that person in that they want to speak with, give them permission to join us. And then right then and there, I can connect with that deceased loved one and start giving messages. 
The reason I asked that question is because uh, in my limited experience, um, many mediums have told me they can't control who comes forward, like in, in a session, uh, yeah. that, that, that people that they, the person might want to be there just doesn't show up. That's but, true. But you're saying that you can request a specific person and they do show up. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I, I actually say that too. I always tell my people that I'm doing a reading for. I always say we cannot control who comes through, but I will try my hardest. So what I do is called a direct connect reading, and I ask them what's the person's name that they want to connect with, how long ago that person passed, and how they're related to them. And I believe that when you cut out all of the guessing. And I go directly to that person that they want to connect with, that that's how I'm able to connect. So I don't know if all mediums are able to do that, but I would say 10 out of 10 times I've been able to connect with the person they want. I've never had an experience that they didn't come through. So I've been really lucky that way. And then what do you use the same process or technique of evidential based like evidence in terms of presenting evidence and having people validate it for you? Absolutely. So. It turn it's at first it's something very small like it might be like oh your mom's favorite color was whatever and so it seems very trivial but the reason for that is that spirit and I are gaining this relationship you know I don't know them they don't know me and you have to really start to gain that trust and they also have to know that the person that I'm doing the reading for is open to receive the messages so it's very trivial at first and then as the reading goes on it gets more complex and that's when the real messages start to come through. Do, do you combine a psychic reading and a mediumship reading or are they separate? No. So I believe that they're separate. So my psychic readings that I do are called spirit guide readings. And that's whenever it's like a game of telephone. I connect with my spirit guide. The person I'm doing a reading for um, has their spirit guide there. And then their spirit guide talks to my spirit guide. And then I get the message that way. <laughs> 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 okay. Um, so w when you teach the, the course that you teach, is it towards mediumship or psychic abilities? Yeah, it's towards psychic because I can't guarantee that someone's going to be a medium. That's just something that they're born with. But there is a little part in the program for you to like test it out to see if you're able to connect with the deceased loved one. H have you ever thought about working with younger people that are I guess I'm asking you what your the profile is of the people that come to you for help. Are they people that are younger and just trying to figure this out, or are they older people, or, or it's all kinds? Uh, it's all kinds. Um, it's interesting. It's mostly women, um, definitely more women than men. And I've had um, people in their 30s all the way up to people in their 60s. So it seems like, but yeah, I could do it for everyone, you know, any age. I would love to do it for a young child. I wish someone would have done it for me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like any age, you know, would benefit from it. So have you ever been or contacted uh, what you might call a negative or bad energy? And how did you deal with that? So I only had negative energy one time. And it was before I developed my psychic abilities. It was in that in-between state. So I was 17 years old. And I was dealing with the Ouija board. I was, you know, not realizing myself how strong of a psychic I am. Didn't even know if I believed it, you know. So here I am playing with the Ouija board. And my friends and I were two guys. And we went 
after a pool party, we walked through this path like in the woods to go get some pizza. And when we got to the the front of the path at the woods, something growled at us. And so immediately you think it's an animal because what else would be growling at you? Well, my two friends who are guys, you know, they left. So thanks. <laughs> so <laughs> this thing, the only way I could describe it is it came at me. It pushed me into the brush. And when I looked up, I saw a half black, half white face. And so I was thinking, okay, this is not an animal. Is this someone with a mask on? Like, I didn't understand what was happening. So luckily, I was able to get out of its grasp. I ran back to my house. I called the cops. The cops went back there. They were like, there's nothing there. And it took me years to realize that I had welcomed this negative energy into my life. So um, it was not an animal. It was not a human. And years later, I was like, oh my gosh, I was dabbling and playing with something that I didn't know how to protect myself. And it, it entered my life. And so ever since then, thank goodness, I've never experienced another negative entity. What, what is your, since you brought that up, what is your opinion of Ouija boards? Um, mostly what I've read and been involved with, they have a very negative connotation, but heck, I played with the Ouija board as a kid. I, my parents bought it for us too. So what is your opinion of Ouija boards in general? So the Ouija board, even though it's made by who, like Mattel or whatever, <laughs> like the toy yeah. company, um, they do have their origin in the spirit boards, which were back from the 1800s in the Victorian era. So the concept of them is actually quite real, even though this toy company makes them. But I believe that if you're using it, but you don't know how to use it correctly, that it can invite those negative spirits in. But if you know how to protect your energy and you know what you're doing, then you can actually communicate with spirits that way. But it, that's why it's so dangerous and you have to know what you're doing or else you can you don't know what you're inviting into your energy. So and this is a little bit, um, I don't know, this is in your wheelhouse in terms of what you deal with, but how would you describe what is negative versus positive energy? I, I've had certain people tell me that all energy is the same. It's just how we interact with it. Um, would you subscribe to the belief that there is such a thing? I guess you do since you experienced it as negative energy. And where does that come from? Yeah. So negative energy is for me, I don't know about for other people, but definitely a real thing. So think of it like when you're in a bad mood, right? Like you just feel like dense and you feel stressed out or you're frustrated or, you know, you're just, you just feel like lower because you are in that negative bad mood. But when you're in a positive mood, like the holidays are coming, right? And you're seeing your family and you're uplifted. I mean, just that alone can make you feel the different types of energy of when you're like down versus when you're up. But negative and positive energy is it's basically a charge. So if you think of a magnet that has a positive and a negative charge, we're all made of energy. So we also all have negative and positive energies attached to us. And that can come from our past lives. It can come from karmic experiences. So, and that's why also that, you know, a lot of times I'll get asked, why do bad things happen to good people? And it's that same thing. All of us have that negative and positive charge that negative and positive things can happen. And then also there's negative and positive energies out there. Do you believe that there's some type of entity like Satan or the devil that controls that negative energy? I don't believe in that. Um, I really don't think. I think it's more when a, 
So, okay, so I always use the word spirit because that's usually someone who has come through as a deceased loved one. I'll only use the word ghost for these negative spirits. So when a ghost comes through, they I feel like they're more like an instigator. Um, they haven't crossed over to the spirit world. And it could be because they, you know, haven't accepted that they crossed over, that they that they have died, or they just want to cause mischief. So they want to you know, like the poltergeist cases where they're throwing something across the room or something like that. And so they are, because they are so negative and maybe they were negative in life that they don't either think they deserve to move on or they don't want to move on because they want to then give that negative energy to other people that are still here. So so you are saying you've had an experience with that type of entity? Uh, not since that one. That was the only one I've ever had. But no, I mean, um, I mean, I mean, ghosts, or what you refer to as ghosts versus spirit. Yeah. So ghosts, I have not in my own world, but I will go to people's homes and cleanse their homes of negative energy, and that's when I can feel that there's a ghost there that's kind of just like instigating or picking on them. How do you cleanse a home? Oh, that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you basically, you are what's called smudging. And so you're using sage or Palo Santo and it's a whole thing where you open the windows so that the negative energy can get out of the house. You have to start in the basement. You go clockwise. You have all the lights on, all the doors open. You go under the beds and you shoot white light and you, and you say a positive intention all through every corner of the house until you get from the bottom all the way to the top of the house and you get all that negative energy to go out the window. Is that analogous to an exorcism? No, an exorcism is when it actually takes over a body. And this is whenever it just takes over like a household or a certain part of the house. Interesting. So where have, have spirits communicated to you since you've had a lot of experience with people who have passed what it's like on the other side? Yeah. And everybody seems to be similar and then there are some differences so when someone does a mediumship reading with me i always say to wait at least six months after that person has passed and there's two reasons for that one is they're getting used to the spirit world and i don't want to interrupt that process the other reason is if you're grieving it's like a brick wall and it's very hard to communicate through a brick wall so I'll know within the first five minutes if that spirit's going to come through or if you're grieving so hard that their messages will just not come through because you're just, you're not there yet. So that's the one thing. Um, But some of them have like jobs on the other side. So a job of theirs might be to welcome new spirits into the spirit world, or they might become a spirit guide and go down to to the human earth to help someone on their human journey. Um, so it's interesting the different like jobs that they have, you know, and I get asked a lot if they are all peaceful on the other side. And from what I have experienced, the majority of them are, but there are people or spirits who are not at peace just yet. So no time exists over there. So even though someone might've passed away 15 years ago on our time, I don't know how long that's been for them. It might have felt like two minutes. Um, but I have had readings where I unfortunately had to tell that person, you know, you're, they, they have not crossed over there or they are not happy with where they are. So they might have a lot of resentment or bitterness about the way that they passed. They might not have been able to accept themselves yet. Um, and they, they will get there, but it's always so hard for me when I have to tell someone that they're not there yet. 
Is there any type of learning or schooling that a spirit that passed over for a life review that a spirit goes through? Yeah, they definitely have their life review. And someone who has psychic abilities can actually go through that life review with them. Um, and that's called a shared deathbed experience. So that's when someone is literally on their deathbed, passing away, they're seeing their life review. And if that person who has psychic abilities, it has telepathy and has a connection to that individual, they can see what's going on in the life review in their dream. So that's always a very cool thing, too, to be able. I can't do it, but I would love to be able to do that. Um, but, yeah, when a spirit crosses, their life review is all about choices that they could have made differently so that in their next life, they choose a different path. It could be showing them how they affected other people's lives positively or negatively about their karmic experience. Um, so they're learning a lot about different perspectives and how they affected the world uh, while they're going through that life review. Are they able to still be here and interact and watch us? I think that they all, and I don't know this for sure, but what I understand is that they are in the spirit world while they go through that. And then they can come down as well. So because also space doesn't exist, they can be in several places at a time. And, you know, I don't know if you've ever had a day where you're like, you know what? I just don't feel like I'm all here. And that could be because part of your spirit might be up in the spirit world, too. So it's just like all these not to get into quantum physics, but like how everything's connected and there's all these different realms of <laughs> different dimensions. So, yeah, they can be there and here at the same time. I, I kind of describe it like the sun, you know, like the sun might be here, but in China it's down. But like, you know, it, the sun is still everywhere and it's able to go into different places at all these different times. And that's kind of how I, I think of a spirit's energy. When when you do readings, and have you had spirits that have commented for people on you know what has happened since they passed? Like I I saw what you did at my funeral, or I saw yeah. you know what you did graduating from school or something. Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, they definitely want to let them know that they're still in their lives, just in a different way. So they always want to validate, like, hey, I know that this happened or that happened. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Now. You just mentioned multiple lives. So I assume that you believe in reincarnation or whatever you want to call it, that we come back again? Yes. Yep. Okay. So how does, not that I know that you don't know for sure how everything works, but how do you think that process works? Do we do we go back for some period of time and then get with our soul group and come back? Or, you know, because some people have a fear that they're not going to catch up with their loved one in spirit before that person comes back again? Yeah, so that's a loaded question, but okay. <laughs> so when you go <laughs> up to the spirit world, I believe what I've read is that you decide when you come back down. So you're determining, you know, when am I going to come back down? What am I? Go what kind of life am I going to live when I come back to earth? Because the whole reason we're here is to learn. And so the more we learn, the more we'll ascend in the spirit world and the less times we'll have to come back to this human life. So the goal while we're here is to really love, live in light, enjoy our lives, to help other people, and that will help us ascend in the spirit world. But yeah, it's again, space and time doesn't exist there. So, you know, you might not come back for a thousand years, but I don't know, maybe it felt like five minutes while you're up there. I don't know. <laughs> but you go with your spirit guide who's there with you every life, who's been there with you since day one, kind of like 
who came first, the chicken or the egg, right? Like which came first, our consciousness or our body, you know? So your spirit guide is there with you, whether you want to call it your first consciousness or your first body, and they're with you your whole entire life. And they're there to guide you through what you're supposed to be doing in life. So they're, they're there to like give you this guidance. Now, what I've also read is that we have the memories of our past lives until we're in our the third trimester of our mom's stomach. So the first two trimesters, we still remember our past lives. And then during the third trimester is when that um, amnesia comes on and we forget our past lives and it's a clean slate. So what, what's the purpose for coming and going? I mean, you said ascending in the spirit world. What's, what's the goal? Ascend to where? Ascend so that you don't have to come back to the human world, so that you can stay there in peace and light and, um, and the beauty of staying there so that you don't have to come back to this very dense, heavy, negative earth that we live on. And is that merit-based? Like you accomplish certain number of things uh, that, that permit you to stay there instead of having to come back? Exactly. So like, let's say, you know, how I was just saying you have a choice to come back and let's say I chose my next life to be so easy, you know, like I have no struggles. Life is great, which, you know, is never really going to happen, but let's just say it does. Um, (laughs) And you have that life, then now you have to come back for sure because you never learned anything. But, you know, if you're like someone who's maybe homeless or you're disabled and you have really, really hard hardships, then you're going to not have to come back as many times because you've already had so much happen in that one lifetime and you learned so much from it that you're actually come back less amount of times. So the easier your life is, I hate to tell people, you're going to have to come back more <laughs> and redo <laughs> it because your life's too easy. So I, I believe that's why we all have these struggles is actually so that we can keep ascending and then we just have to stay there and we don't have to come back to this very hard life that we live. Brandy, what what's your um, understanding or belief in? Um, of course, I just lost my train of thought. Not reincarnation. Oh, manifestation about how that how that works and choosing our own path for our own lives. So, people throw around this word manifestation all the time. Um, so, what I believe is that you create your own reality. So. If if something bad happens to you and you decide to dwell on it and become very negative and your vibration gets very low, then that's your reality. But if something bad happens to you and you look at it in terms of what is this trying to teach me? What am I going to learn from this? How am I going to become stronger from this? And you look at it in a positive light, then you're creating your own reality. Now, manifestation, a lot of people think it means oh, I'm going to have positive thoughts and then positive things will happen. But that's just like the easy way out. If everyone could do that, we would all be doing that and everyone would be perfect, right? Um, But it's really a matter of changing your outlook on life, your perspective, and what you do in your life, your actions and your behaviors to get you that reality that you want. So, you know, you're not going to magically get the new job if you don't apply for it, you know, like something like that. Like you need to take the action and do the behaviors to get the life that you want. You can't just like say, oh, this is what I want. And then it's magically going to happen, which is a lot of so, I so, think people think that that's so what it is. So just buying the lottery tickets, not enough. It could be, I don't know. I never did it. So <laughs> I, I can't speak to that. <laughs> um, You are so much fun to talk to. So 
although I, we do have to wrap this up in a little bit, but tell me, I saw something on your website about the price is right. And will you share that story? Oh, yeah. The price is right. Okay. So my husband was like, I want to go to California. And I was like, the only thing I want to do in California is go be in the audience of the price is right. <laughs> I've always <laughs> been a fan. Bob Barker, now Drew Carey. Love it. So there were like, that was before the pandemic. So there were 325 people in the audience. I didn't know, but you can only be in their audience once every 10 years to try to get called down. So it was oh. our first time there. My husband is Cambodian and his name is Torak. And it's a really weird spelling, right? I still have to like phonetically like say it in my mind when I go to spell it, even though we've been married 10 years. <laughs> anyway, so I kept saying, you're going to get called down. And everyone's like, no, you're going to get called down. You're so, you know, outgoing and everything. And I kept saying like, no, he's going to get called down. And he did. And it was amazing. It was like, it's an eight hour day that you're there in that audience. And everyone's energy is amazing. And we were one number away from winning a convertible, but that's okay. We didn't win it, but that's okay. We still had that experience. Um, and even whenever it was like in between the commercial break, um, Drew Carey like pointed me out of the audience and he started singing Brandy, you're a fine girl. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I was named after that song. And my husband's on stage. It was too much to handle. It was the best day ever. And my husband always says, what about our wedding? And I'm like, I oh, was the second best day ever, but the price is right was the best day ever. <laughs> so, so you mentioned also on your website about vision boards. How does yes. that play into it? So I actually did the vision board for The Price is Right. And I had it on there, his name, come on down. And so I did that for like two weeks before. And I really put my energy in that for him to get called down. So who knows if it worked? But I mean, I, I kind of guess it did. <laughs> um, but I have three vision boards right now in my bedroom. Uh, and they're basically a way to put your intention on something. So you know, I have one that's like growing my business and another one that's like, I'm going to live with peace in my life and calm. So and it's basically you put pictures or you put sayings, positive affirmations, and you want to put it somewhere where you're going to see it every single day where you can read it. And it's basically a way of, again, changing your reality to create it how you want it and to really put your goals down and like go toward your goals because it's a constant reminder every time I'm in my bedroom to read those and to get my goals going. So yeah, I think they're a great way to manifest, I guess. Terrific. Terrific. So Brandy, do you do readings now for individuals or do you just do coaching? I still do mediumship reading and the spirit guide readings, but I'm more just doing them for like, I'm not, I'm not marketing it or advertising it. So it's more just like word of mouth. If family and friends want to get it done, I'll do it for them. Um, but I really don't want to be known as the reader anymore. I really want to be known as the mentor. Okay. Cause yeah. I didn't see that uh, option on your website. That's why I was asking you. Yeah. I recently so, took that down. Okay. That makes sense. So you want to focus on teaching people and helping other people. Yeah. That's, that's awesome. I feel like that's my, that's my main gift. And then like, I guess once I get that going, maybe I'll, you know, do the readings again. But right now I feel like that's my main focus. Okay. So what did you hope that I would ask you that I haven't asked you? Mm, I guess how people can work with me. Yeah. Well, I'm definitely going to get to that part. Okay. Uh, and, and, I'll, and I'll put all that in the, uh, in the show notes too. So people can look it up. Okay. But, but, but what, is there anything, you know, spiritually or related to what the work that you do that 
that you want to share that I haven't asked you? Sure. So I get asked a lot if we all have psychic abilities. And the answer is yes, we are all born with our intuition, which is our sixth sense. And I think a lot of people just don't know that they're having psychic experiences when we definitely every day are having them. So I think it's a matter of knowing what they are um, to recognize that you're having them. Um, So yeah, the difference between having psychic experiences, which we all have, and being a psychic is that a psychic is someone who has developed it, who has control over it, who knows how to work it in their everyday life to help other people with it versus just having them happen to you. You can actually control them when you want to control them. Okay, awesome. So please share with us, how how does somebody find you and work with you? Sure. So they just go to my website, brandyvan.com. And I would love for them to book a call with me. It's a free half an hour. You know, I love to hear about psychic experiences so that I can validate it for them. I can be that like-minded community if they just need someone to talk to that maybe they don't have in their lives to talk to. Um, And then I will do a couple exercises with them to show them how they can develop their psychic ability. And I'll tell them about the program. Um, yeah, so I, I actually now offer a mini course. So if someone doesn't want to get into a full 90-day program, which is very extensive, I have that on my website as well, which gives you like a little taste of what it would be like to help you decide if you'd want to really dive deep into the 90-day program. Awesome. Can you spell your your website? Because a lot of people are listening to this and they're not going to read it. So sure. How, how, can you spell your website for us? Yep. So it's Brandy. B-R-A-N-D-I, Van, and that's V as in Victor, A-N dot com. Perfect. All right. Well, you're a barrel of energy. This is a, a, lot, of fun, a lot of fun talking to you. Thank you. Yes, you too. And uh, stay in touch. Let me know if anything changes. I'd love to interview you again down the road yes, a little bit. I would love that too. I love your energy as well. Thank you, Brandy. All right. Thank you. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that wraps up today's interview, today's podcast. Thank you for joining me. If you wouldn't mind doing me a favor, I know everybody asks this, but it does make a difference. If you could hit the subscribe button and also leave a review if you have the time, that would be awesome. Helps other people find this episode more easily. And of course, that's what I'm hoping you do is reach more, more people that are interested in this topic. Again, if you'd like to follow Brandy or learn more about her, she mentioned her links there in the interview, but also I will put them in the show notes both for this version and the video version on YouTube. Thanks again. Talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.